Coleman's Town United are currently in the middle of a major fundraising drive uh, where they are planning on working on a new Astro facility at the club. Now this club has already won Club of the Year, the FAI Club of the Year some time ago and they have an amazing amount of members for what is really a rather small area. I'm delighted to be joined in studio. Martina Donlan, Orla McCaffrey and Mike Morrissey are here to talk to me about it and Martina I will start with yourself. Um, I mean I can't even go over the histories of it but I mean it speaks for itself. You won the FAI Club of the Year, probably one of the smallest clubs ever to do so and it's been just continuous work since then. That's right, Shay, John. Um, I suppose just to give you a, a brief uh, uh, overview, I suppose, of the club itself. Um, we were founded in 1982 and I suppose just ticking along really up until the 90s and then we kind of started piloting a, an underage structure in the club. I suppose we knew the club wouldn't survive without, uh, you know, the underage coming up. Um, then I suppose as the club started growing, gathering momentum, um, you know, we, we started looking at, you know, how are we going to develop this and how are we going to cater for all these, you know, the extra growth and that. And uh, then at that stage, we we kind of, uh, we we um, started, uh, we put in our new, well, what was new at the time, um, or in the early, I suppose, the 20s, the early noughties, we actually, um, we went ahead and we, we put in our stand and um, which incorporated uh, all our uh, dressing rooms and changing rooms and our uh, kitchen facility and all of that and uh, state-of-the-art facility, I suppose, really it was at the time. And then um, after that, then I suppose uh, we kept ticking along again and the club started growing and we had uh, we developed a, a female strategy and that really kind of uh, took off and our, our uh, we had huge growth in, in our female numbers at that stage. And uh, then, then in 2019, I suppose we won the club of the year, and that was a huge accolade for us because um, you know we we had to beat off some very stiff competition. We were up against the likes of infield, really big urban areas, infield, Killarney, Celtic. Um, we had Middleton, we had Salt Hill, Devon here in Galway as well. So that was a big a big plus really for us to to win that, mm-hmm. and we were on a high, I suppose, after winning it as well. Those nice celebrations, and then from that we went on, and uh, we we had uh, we completed um, just before that we'd actually completed a second pitch just to cater for the increased membership, and um, at that stage, and uh, that second pitch was uh, was built completely out of fundraising money, which was another thing that we're actually very proud of, and then um, in around the same time as well we were. Uh, we had entered the um, the club mark, the FAI club mark um, award. We were we were uh, there was an entry level um, club mark accreditation at that stage, and um, we actually we there was a bit of work to be done with that, and uh, we we achieved that accreditation award. And from there, then we went on and uh, to enter the we were part of a pilot then an FAI pilot uh, project as well that. Um, to enter the Club Mark One Star Award, which was the next step up from that, and I suppose for anyone that doesn't know, the Club the Club Mark Awards are kind of a, I suppose it's an accreditation award really that the FAI have, and it's on, you know, how you the governance and administration and how you actually run your club, and I'm sure everybody and all the listeners know that running any club now is like running a business. There's a lot of work really in 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 running a club, and. Um, then after winning the Club of the Year, we were selected then by the FAI to enter the F- UEFA Grassroots Club of the Year. And um, 
at that stage, really, we were we were gathering fierce momentum and it was a mile a minute. It was very hard to keep up with it. And uh, then in 2020, we um, completed a, a community walkway and an outdoor kind of a wheelchair accessible um, a community gym as well at the facility. And uh, that's lit up until 11 o'clock every night and it's getting great new use as well. Then in 2022, we built a, a playground um, all of these facilities, I suppose, were, were came from uh, an online survey. We surveyed our membership and we kind of asked them, what would you like to see us providing the club? And uh, so a lot of this stuff really came about from that. And so our playground then was built and, and, and commissioned for use in 2022. And then uh, last year, we, um, we provided a, a sensory garden there as well. Um, which is kind of an add-on to the playground as well and it's getting great juice. It's not really officially opened yet. So that's, I suppose, really in a nutshell where we've come from, how we've gathered a bit, a bit of momentum. Um, a lot of that has to do with um, our increased membership as well. Um, like we've we've gone from uh, about up again 350 members at the moment. and uh, Which is a spectacular number for a small area. Spectacular, yeah, spectacular. Um, I suppose we're we're a bit overwhelmed, really. Um, so uh, now we, we'd have we'd have a nice catchment area. We we we'd have a lot of schools. I think it's about uh, thirteen schools that we're feeding from. So because we're we're based really northeast Galway, we'd be between halfway between Athenry, I suppose, and Montpellier, mm. and. Uh, so we, we'd be, we'd have a catchment there of kind of Minlas, Gahanna side over kind of, you go over the other way over a bit towards Monavay and Newcastle, which be kind of in the parish of Athenry, up around to a time and back up to Gertie and over towards Ballymacord, back around again to Minlas. So that would be our general kind of, I suppose, catchment area really. So, um, yeah, we've, we've, the club has, has steadily grown really. And uh, there's a there's a, a lot of things I suppose that we can be thankful for for that like the 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 club of the year was was definitely a benchmark there but uh, we'd have done a lot of work really in trying to promote the girls game uh, there in the last while we uh, have a female partic- participation strategy or I'll give you an update on that now. which is what I want to do I mean the amount of um, girls young girls and women that are actually playing the game now or is is also one of the big success stories of it but it's also testament to the work that's been done in getting the girls because I mean there's the famous if you can't see you can't be and if these you know girls can see the game being played in their own area they'll want to take part in it yeah for sure um, and I suppose the club at fairness always had ladies teams at different points since really the 80s they'd last a couple of years and then they'd dip off because there wasn't you know young girls coming up behind or whatever um, and even as recently then 2013-16 there was a really successful girls mm. team or ladies team there I should say which had some good wins in terms of cups and leagues but then disbanded because there wasn't people coming behind and Martina mentioned I suppose our consultation around 2018 and then in 2019 we kind of launched our own female participation strategy and uh, we had a second pitch we were looking at the needs in the area and we're saying well, what are we doing if we're not targeting half the population so I suppose there's a number of things to it and it had to be at all levels you know as a committee we were always quite strong in that anyway and that we had good female participation we wanted to target to get female coaches on board and to get more girls on board. Um, so we targeted some some female coaches to come on and to participate in the courses. And then we ran a number of things. I suppose we did the engage in a lot of the FAI programs around the Disney Playmaker. The we had some Easter camps, some soccer sisters programs, um, and more recently then the Girls in Green program. And that's really expanded now over the last. That was only around 2019, and since then now we have. Just under half of our teams are female teams. 
Um, we're over a third of our members are female. <clears throat> and this year, I suppose, for the first time, we have a lot of teams um, from the female side. So at under 12, we have two girls teams, under 13, under 14, under 16, under 17, under 19. And then look, it wasn't just about that. It was about making sure that the, the clubhouse, that the, the structures that we have are female friendly. Um, and then it was also about, you know, we have some great coaches and we're really lucky and the way they work with our female teams and have additional events. Like last summer, we had a female celebration day. We had a little work, mini World Cup for the young girls and then we had a team come from Dublin to play the older girls and the mothers playing the, the players as well um, and things like movie nights. I mean, it's all about player development, but it's about the girls being comfortable and enjoying the sport as well and continuing to come, things like movie nights and, and different events. Um. And this is why such a thing as the Astro is so important because uh, if you have only one pitch, it can only be used for so much. We could even see with Damon DC Park last Friday with night, you know, with the way the rain came down. Um, that's why an Astro is so important, isn't it, to, to a for club sure. like Homestone? Yeah, I suppose last season, if you just look at it, um, you know, we couldn't train for six and a half months of the year. We were hiring venues and we were lucky enough that we had some venues locally. Um, but we were basically driving by our own pitch for over six and a half months. We had 15 teams and then four development teams. So what we've done is we have a girls academy and a boys academy separate. And then we have all of our teams um so trying to find somewhere that was just impossible to train. I mean, we'd matches cancelled from September, really, at different times of the season. So I suppose when you have that many teams and yet you can't, you know, plan your week, really, because you don't know if matches will go ahead and so on. And is there a fear element then in that? Because, you know, let's be honest, if players, or, or especially at underage level now, you know, if parents think, well, you know, what's the point if they're not even getting games? They might be part of a team, but they're not getting yeah. games. You know, why bother being involved at all? We'll go yeah. someplace else. And, and it's an additional cost as well on parents because you have to pay to hire out other facilities. You know, over, we spent over 10,000 last season on hiring facilities alone and parents paid the bulk of that and the club backed the rest. Um, so, yeah, we're very excited that we will have the Astro. We won't be stressing about weather, but more importantly that our teams can have their regular slots for training. They'll know when they're training. They can come to their own club, be at their own club and train in their own club and play in their own club. And that's the most important thing. And, yeah. that, and that costs money, Mike. And that's really one of the things, one of the important things that you're doing is you've been doing a kind of a sponsor, the a sponsor Assad kind of fundraiser. First of all, tell me about that. And second of all, what's this concert that you're planning for Banislaw? Yeah, we've, we've got um, a good few different fundraisers active at the moment. Um, like the programme, the, pro the pitch development itself will cost about €500,000. And we're fortunate that we've had uh, sports capital funding, um, a significant loan, but also a number of fundraising initiatives as well that we've launched. So Sponsor Assad is basically um, one of our key drivers for gathering money for, for, for the development. Um, already we've gathered about €20,000, which... You know, we're phenomenally grateful for the local community that have um, helped us out, our club membership, and also a number of different local businesses, um, small and medium-sized businesses that have also come on board as matching donors. So that at the moment, we have a number of businesses that have stepped up and they, for every donation that's made uh, to sponsor Assad for 50 euro, they also match that. So someone gives 50 euro, so John, you give 50 euro, and our matching donor uh, matches that. And our current donor at the moment matching donor is uh, Danua in Lochray. Um but we've also had a number of others like Peter Kelly Construction, uh, Adrian Burke, uh, Porter Cooling, PST, who's our manufacturer of our Astro, uh, Western Post Form, Pat Loftus um, of Construction, uh, Civil Engineering uh, in Comastown. 
and Glenu at the moment and then after that we have uh, Frank and Bernie Burke who are who've been phenomenal support for the club throughout the years they have given us our, our grounds that we have at the moment they've actually given us the field to start with and they're our annual um, everlasting kind of supporter of the club so we want to recognise them as well so they're the next one up and we're continuing to look for other um, supporters as well that will match us um, in, the, in that side of things from a business perspective so, so sponsors that is our main driver at the moment um, so our details are on our website um, and also particularly on our Instagram and Facebook pages and people can go on there or just go into iDonate and search for Comastown and they'll find uh, sponsor Assad um, so that's one of our initiatives um, and it's going quite well and obviously we've a, lot, a long way to go as well um, so our, obviously our facilities the Astro is one of the key initiatives but the other part of it is, is getting flood lighting as well mm. and we want to have the whole lot together done to allow us to facilitate training at night time um, so we have two pitches we still have our grass pitch really important for our kids to play on that and all of our adult teams as well and also then our Astro as well so it'll transform how we play What type of size are you talking about regarding the Astro is it going to be a full size um, 100 by whatever it is 100 by 75 Yeah it's full size uh, 7000 square metres so it's you know a full size um, facility um, so state of the art uh, with flood lighting um, it allows to have mini games full size pitches it's the FIFA certified um, pitch um, so fully state of the art so it's great to have that for, for the local community to be able to use we do envisage that maybe others outside of the club may be able to rent the facilities as well down the line um, we need to obviously look at our own demand but certainly during the day maybe there may be local schools or others that may like to maybe look at maybe maybe even little businesses maybe around you know yoga or some other facilities that might like to run during the day and we'd certainly be open to that and they certainly can contact anyone within the club um, so our second our second fundraiser which is another key one it's a little bit different um, definitely more, more of a night out um, so I think we're we're looking forward to celebrating this. We're looking forward like the works have started already on the on the on the on the pitch. Um so we already have a lot of the fencing up and hopefully the big machines will start rolling in the next week or two once the hopefully the weather will pick up. Our second major fundraiser then is uh, is a night out really in the Shearwater and Banislow, uh, headlined by the High Stool Profits but supported by a, a local up and coming star in uh, Jack Riley. And uh, that's on the 5th of April in Banislow. And uh, the tickets, we can, we can give the details uh, through maybe Goy Bay mm. and also on, on any of our Instagram or any of our club social media pages as well. Um, so really what we're encouraging people is to come along, maybe invite a few people to come along too and uh, have a good night out and celebrate what is a fantastic um, achievement for the club. How much are the tickets? €25, Euros, uh, including book and fee. Which isn't bad. No, for, it's for, good. For, for, for a good night. Let's, for a good let's, night yeah, for, let's be honest. I mean, it's not bad at all. Uh, now, there's the the night itself is in the sheer water. The money that's raised from that is going towards this fundraising. Is there anything else happening in the pipeline? Because, like we've said, it's going to cost a lot of money for this to be a reality. So, you know, what, what have you got in mind after the 5th of April? Because once that gig is over, more, no doubt you'll be thinking about something else. Of course, yeah. We're, look, we're, we're constantly looking at different fundraising initiatives, but obviously there's only so much we can expect of people um, as well so the sponsor side will continue for as long as possible to ensure that we kind of gather as much money to help us complete the project and with the floodlighting which is key because to be honest we want to be able to train during the evenings as well particularly during the winter um, so we're looking at other ones we, we don't want to say too much at the moment but a lot of that is really contingent on trying to get maybe more people involved in helping us bring these to fruition and um, that's one of the things we've been giving updates to within the club over the last week or so and uh, maybe shout out for anyone that actually would be interested in volunteering, either 
uh, through some of these initiatives that we're looking forward to in the future, but also particularly in the club itself. We're always looking for volunteers and you're more than welcome, John, to come out when we when we're set up. Looking forward to it. That will be, that will be, so I mean, how long of a time scale are we talking about? Because I know from talking to different clubs and, you know, some hope to have it done in a few weeks, some might have to wait a few months and whatever. What's your time scale regarding having this all ready to go? So 12 weeks is the development um, schedule, so approximately, but it, some of that is weather dependent. So at the moment, you know, things are, are, are difficult from, from the weather side. So 12 weeks typically is the, uh, is from from rolling in the machines to completing it, so it's fairly short. Mm. Um, but there's a huge amount of work and engineering involved in in a astrof, particularly mm. underground. A lot of the stuff people don't see, so we're planning to capture a lot of that as well to share with our um, anyone that's interested. They're welcome to join or any of our social media um, pages as well and uh, to follow the progress. Uh, so we're planning to capture a lot of that as as it as, it, as the work is uh, is happening. So the plan would be that it would be ready for say the beginning of next season. Would that be fair? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Everyone is nodding in agreement as I say that as well. I'm Orla, back to you for for a moment. I mean, something like this is fantastic news for a club like Comanstown to have this facility. We saw it in Mario and Moore. They opened theirs a couple of seasons ago, and it has just taken off. Same with yourselves. Growing population. It's all starting to take off for you. This is going to be perfect. Yeah, well, I suppose we are really excited about it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really going in so that the teams can play, the players can play, then that kids can have their regular training, that the adult teams know their matches will be going ahead, etc. So it is very exciting. I suppose it's a long time development. We've been talking about it for a few years. We've looked at different options. We've gone through different processes. Um, so it's definitely really exciting. The fencing went up the other day. Nearly reverse the car on the road to turn around and get in and have a look at it. Um, but isn't that the great it, thing, though? Yeah. And when you do see it, and Martina, I'll come to you on that, is that when you see this starting, everybody can, you know, hear about lots of things going ahead. But when you actually see it with your own eyes, that's what really brings it home. That's it, yeah. And I suppose, you know, as Orla said, we're so long talking about it now at this stage that, like, we just want it there. Yeah. You know, just wave the magic wand and have it there, you know. But, like, there's just so much work, I suppose, really, that's, that goes into getting it there. And, um, you know, I suppose like it is, it definitely is exciting times and, you know, it's going to be a, a game changer, really, I suppose, the whole thing. But I suppose at the end of the day, and it's like what Mike said there, you know, when we look back at kind of, you know, the early 90s and the way things were run that time and, you know, trying to take, um, you know, the 80s and the early 90s and you're trying to take some sheep that were grazing off a field <laughs> but in order to, yeah. to have a few lads tag out. Um, it was different times back then and like when you see turn the clock on those few years and you see the big difference but definitely I suppose um, the fact that it's like what Mike said there um, you know the, the whole selflessness from you know the Burke family Frank and Bernie Burke um, and actually donating that pitch to us um, way back in, in the late 90s uh, 2000s early 2000s that was really what you know instilled us to start off all this development so we'll be forever grateful to them really for for uh, you know that sh- the, the sheer generosity of them really Big time uh, we, uh, for time has got the better of us but just last word Mike to you very quickly if people want to get your social media pages that's the best way to contact you or through your website uh, Social media pages or our website either or 